0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: This is the 5 o'clock report, 20 minutes of uninterrupted news, commercial free. I'm Jeff Kaplan. KSL's top story, a difficult discussion in the legislature about murdered children. The question is whether police should release the names of young victims without parental consent.
1: The bill is aimed at stopping media from reporting kids' names who've been victims in a homicide. Police would first have to get permission from parents before they could give out the name. The family of a teenager who was killed outside Hunter High School last year testified before lawmakers in support.
3: We've had probably two to 300 community members and family members show up and told us, hey... It's all over the news. It's all over this. It's all over that. They already announced their boys' names and gave them out. You know, and up to this day, it still doesn't sit well with me.
1: The bill has already passed in the House without a single vote against. Bill sponsor Candace Perucci says she's hoping this is just the beginning and she wants to be more proactive in the future in protecting families' privacy. Amy Kobabe, KSL News Radio.
2: Remember the body found on the side of I-80 a few weeks ago in Tooele County? Well, now a third person has been charged in connection with the killing. The mother of one of the two murder suspects is being charged with obstructing justice. 51-year-old Johnny Marie Estrada was there when the gun was fired, but claims she put her head down and didn't see what happened. Afterward, police say she got together with the two suspects to make sure they all had their stories straight. The state of Utah has charged a local TikTok influencer with domestic violence charges. It happened earlier this month. Details
3: now. Here's KSL Radio's Peter Johnston. Taylor Frankie Paul has 4 million followers on TikTok who watch her prepare for church and clean her car.
4: Hi, guys. Come clean my car with me. Uh, If you think my house is bad, my car is 10 times worse.
3: She was arrested two weeks ago after police officers responded to a neighbor's call about screaming and yelling in the Paul's home. The influencer allegedly attacked someone in front of the officers and accidentally hurt her five-year-old daughter. These five charges amount to a maximum jail sentence of 16 and a half years and a maximum fine of over $20,000. KSL.com reports Paul's
2: husband filed for divorce last year. It's been a bit of a roller coaster for a bill that would ban Utah colleges from asking questions related to diversity when you apply for a job or for admission to the school. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz reports this bill died yesterday was then brought
0: back. Well, it's been on a little bit of a wild ride over the last 24 hours. And we noticed late last night that it got put back on an agenda. But then just this morning, it was again pulled from that agenda. So if that gives you any indication on how fast things are moving, I have spoken to the sponsor, Representative Katie Hall, of that bill. And she says they are going to be studying that during the interim.
2: The interim means before the session next year. If they're going to pass the law, meantime, they have to do it by Friday night. Well, it's taken almost the entire legislative session, but a bill to bring us a new state flag moved forward in the legislature today. Groups have been pushing back against changing the flag, saying that we're trying to erase state history. But the measure now moves to the full house. The fate of President Biden's student loan forgiveness program is now in the hands of this U.S. Supreme Court. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk.
5: Jeff, the high court hearing oral arguments from both sides on the loan forgiveness plan. Six Republican-led states are suing to block it. On the Senate floor, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer calling it a slap in the face to working Americans. The
4: burden of student debt makes it harder, harder to achieve the American dream. That's what's at stake before the Supreme Court.
5: But Republicans like Senator John Thune call it government overreach.
6: This isn't a government handout for the needy. This is a government handout that will disproportionately benefit American Americans who are better off.
5: It usually takes the court about three months to issue a decision. Emotional testimony from a Michigan lawyer at the, ho- at the House Homeland Security hearing on immigration. Rebecca Kiesling lost two sons to fentanyl overdoses. She believes the drug was illegally smuggled across the southern border. You
0: talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me.
5: Casling says her sons thought the pills that they got from a drug dealer were Percocet, but they contend contained deadly amounts of fentanyl. A gun reform rally today at the Texas State Capitol. Among the speakers, 10-year-old fourth grader Caitlin Gonzalez, who survived the mass shooting at Robb Elementary in Uvalde last May.
7: I shouldn't have to be here right now, but I am because my friends don't have a voice no
5: more. Uvalde survivors joining gun control advocates to call on lawmakers to address the gun violence epidemic. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Chaleos, KSL News Radio.
2: KSL News Time, 505. First look traffic on the five o'clock report. Here's Ricky Meese.
1: Another overnight closure on SR 210 Little Cottonwood Canyon. That's going to close tonight at about 12:30 for avalanche mitigation. We have Salt Lake City PD still working to clear this crash at 2700 East and Parley's Way. We do have slowdowns if you're traveling eastbound on the South Belt Redwood Road to I-15 and Vancouver Highway. Delays stretch from about California Avenue almost down to 5400 South. Ricky in the KSL Traffic Center. Thanks,
2: Ricky. KSL Newstime 506. Utah and a few other states want to stop the program that sends water from Flaming Gorge down to Lake Powell. Gene Shawcroft, the Colorado River Authority Commissioner of Utah, says our above-average snowpack means there's less need for emergency drought action. We
8: can't depend on, and when I say we, the Colorado River system can't depend on temporary one-time water. We've got to be in a situation where the demands are less than the, the supply or we will continue to have problems.
2: The program to release water from Flaming Gorge to increase the elevation of Lake Powell has ended almost a year early thanks to what seems like Utah's never-ending winter. Did you abruptly wake up from the thunder snow at around 2 o'clock in the morning last night? It was rude. So what the heck causes thunder snow? David Dujanovic asked KSL meteorologist Matt Johnson. What you're doing is
8: you're getting grapple and you're getting snowflakes passing each other up in the cloud. And that creates static electricity. The difference okay. in electricity charges between the cloud and the ground causes a lightning strike.
2: Matt says there's more snow to come. In fact, weather models indicate we're in for a very rainy and snowy march. The risk of avalanche is considerable in most of northern Utah. Forecasters say the risk is moderate from price to Richfield. That means natural and human-caused avalanches are likely. Snow in the northeast is impacting travel across the country. More than 500 flights were canceled today. Today, the most heavily impacted airports from the weather in New York and Boston. New York's LaGuardia has the most canceled flights of any airport in the world today, followed by Boston, Logan, and JFK Airport. JetBlue, Delta, and Alaska are the most impacted large airlines. That snow will move out, but then there's more arriving, likely on Friday. That's ABC's Alex Stone. Around 90 flights into and out of Salt Lake City were delayed today. Three were canceled. KSL Newstime 508. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host
8: of the podcast, Cold.
2: Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the 9s We're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. Here you go, Ricky Meese.
1: Delay southbound I-15 now stretching from 33rd South all the way to Bluffdale. It may break up for a little bit, but it doesn't last long. And northbound I-15 getting busy approaching the 6th South exit into downtown. You do have backups both directions of I-215 South Belt trying to join I-15. And heavy and slow westbound on the 201. 9th West almost to Bangor Highway. Mark? Bit of a delay on us, thirty six. 36th as usual coming between Erda and Tooele this afternoon and
3: then it's awfully heavy on Mound View corridor fortunately once you clear 3500 southwest valley you're in much better shape you get bogged down again briefly through daybreak Bang at our Highway worst of those delays to SR 201 to 3500 south again bogging at 9800 south I-15 though still looks pretty good in Utah County Steve
6: pretty quiet on the north end all clear both directions of I-15 this afternoon full speeds uh, between downtown Salt Lake and uh, Brigham City In South Weber, though, uh, north and southbound 89 bogged down approaching the I-84 ramps. Got delays on southbound Harrison Boulevard, as well as you approach uh, Highway 89. Still have a crash on Parley's Way at 2700 East and some slow spots on southbound Foothill between Sunnyside and 23rd East. Gather the family, pass on the tradition, and discover new adventures together at the International Sportsman's Expo March 16th through the 19th at Mountain America Exposition Center. More info at sportsexpo.com. Steve Carlson, the KSL Traffic Center.
7: Partly cloudy skies as we head through the 5 o'clock hour with temperatures in the upper 30s. We'll slide into the mid-30s for 6 o'clock, low 30s for 7, and then we're going to stay in those low 30s all night long with some south winds moving ahead of our storm that should bring some snowfall starting around 4 to 5 a.m. With your hourly forecast on the 5 o'clock report. I'm Kevin Eubank.
2: Sunset is at six seventeen tonight, right now, thirty nine degrees and breezy in Salt Lake City, this last rush hour of February. KSL News time five twelve. We go in-depth now with Maria chaleos
5: jump with more lunar missions than ever on the horizon, the European Space Agency wants to give the moon its own time zone. Now, this week, the agency said space organizations around the world are considering how to best keep time on the moon. Right now, a moon mission is run on the time of the country that's operating the spacecraft. European space officials say an internationally accepted lunar time zone would make it easier for everyone especially astronauts who are going to be sent there. Now, the team is looking into... So this is really difficult because it's more complicated than you think. Clocks run faster on the moon than what? on Earth. They run faster. They gain around 56 microseconds each day. Plus, the ticking is different. It occurs differently on the moon's surface than in lunar orbit. But NASA says, most importantly, lunar time will have to be practical for the astronauts. And this is tough because... Each day lasts as long as 29 and a half Earth days.
2: I I don't even want to...
5: It's complicated. Contemplate that. 29 and a half Earth days.
2: Okay, so... They have to pick a time zone at the very least.
5: They have to figure out how they're going to do it and who's going to be in charge of it. That's
2: a lot of figuring. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Maria. KSL News Time 513. Students from all eight high schools in the Granite School District are working together on a campaign to stand up to racism.
4: Slurs affect everyone, including you. It's time to stand together against
2: discrimination.
1: Speak out to support your community and peers. How? Take responsibility for your actions. Think
2: before you speak. Is it true? Some of the students in the video shared their own experiences where classmates used slurs and derogatory language. The campaign is asking students, as you heard, to take responsibility for their actions. Governor Cox wants to do something about one of the major polluters contributing to our winter inversion. Governor Spencer Cox has requested that the EPA make the area around
8: the U.S. magnesium refinery part of the northern Wasatch Front Ozone Non-Attainment Area, which would allow the Division of Air Quality to do more to address that area's air quality concerns. The refinery on the southwest end of the Great Salt Lake made headlines last month when a NOAA study found at times it could contribute up to 25% of the PM2.5 pollution we breathe during winter inversions. However, U.S. Magnesium President Ron Thayer called the study, quote, totally erroneous and tells me that some of their systems that could cause pollution are down right now and claims the state hasn't reached out to them about the NOAA study. The EPA now has 18 months to decide
2: on the governor's request. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time, 515, The Three. Things you need to know this hour first. An economic committee has just voted in favor to change the Utah state flag. It will now go to the full House to be discussed, but with only four days left in the legislative session, time will tell as to whether it will make it to Governor Cox's desk. I'm KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell. Second, cities and other local governments want to control short term rentals like Airbnbs, but the legislature is debating how much control it wants to give them. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot.
1: We do have Salt Lake City PD on the scene of a crash at Parley's Way and 2700 East. Delays on southbound I-15 stretching from 33rd South really all the way to Draper and Bluffdale. And some slowdowns for those traveling westbound on the south belt from about 9th East over to I-15. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. More
7: wind this afternoon and another storm moves in tomorrow. I'm Kevin Eubank.
2: It's 39 degrees now. KSL's top national stories.
9: From the ABC News, I'm Daria Albinger. The EPA is expanding air and soil testing at the site of the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Regional Administrator Deborah Shore says the mobile labs will operate 24-7 as long as needed. This
5: means we don't have to send samples away for analysis. We can analyze them right here in the bus as we collect them and provide the results in very quickly. Track
9: removal at the derailment site could begin as soon as tomorrow.
5: President Biden launched a
9: preemptive strike against congressional Republicans claiming they are planning to cut health spending
2: in the next budget. President Biden repeating a phrase that may become his 2024 campaign theme if he runs
3: again. There's an awful lot of really good Republicans. But the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat.
2: President Biden claiming the MAGA Republicans want to gut Medicare, Medicaid, and the Affordable Care Act In order to get a deal on the debt ceiling, something Mr. Biden says he will not allow. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington.
9: The Supreme Court hearing arguments today for and against a White House plan to forgive $400 billion in federal student loan debt. Chief Justice John Roberts. We're
6: talking about half a trillion dollars uh, and 43 million Americans. How does that fit under the normal understanding of modifying?
9: A decision is expected this summer. The Pentagon's top policy official offering a chilling assessment of Tehran's nuclear program since former President Trump pulled the U.S. out of the Iran nuclear deal. Back
8: in 2018, uh, when the previous administration decided to leave the JCPOA, uh, it would have taken Iran about 12 months uh, to produce one fissile, uh, one one uh, bomb's worth of fissile material. Uh, now it would take about 12 days.
9: Undersecretary Colin Cowell, stocks ended a volatile February, closing lower. You're listening to ABC News. It's
2: time now for the KSL In-Depth. The Pennsylvania search warrant for Brian Koberger was unsealed today. Uh, you remember him, the suspect in the University of Idaho murders. News Nation's Brian Entin has been going through the documents, including a list of what police collected from his parents' house. Brian is joining us live on the KSL Newsline. Thanks for coming on. So did we learn anything new from these unsealed documents today?
4: Yeah, we did. We did learn some new information. The search warrant uh, finally unsealed. Uh, basically, we learned what they collected from Brian Koberger himself when they arrested him in Pennsylvania, which include shoes, socks, um, boxer shorts. A jacket, medical style gloves, which is something that stood out to me. He apparently had those on him. Um, and then there were some swabs, which we assume were used to take his DNA. It's interesting. They released the search warrant uh, and they gave the specifics of the evidence taken from him, from his person, uh, but they have not yet released the evidence taken from his parents' house. We expect that to come out in the next couple of days.
2: I understand the Warren Show's authorities had him under surveillance. While he was staying in his parents' home and they were tracking his cell phone, this, I would guess, likely means he was a person of interest for a long time before he was finally arrested. Yeah, we know that the
4: FBI and the local authorities in Idaho were tracking him back when he was in Idaho. Then he went back to Pennsylvania, uh, drove back with his dad. Um, And yes, that's also new information in the search warrant today. It confirmed uh, that they were watching him come and go from his parents' house for several days, and that they were also monitoring uh, his cell phone to keep track of his location.
2: Brian, are there any more documents to come in the next couple of days?
4: Yeah, we're expecting something tomorrow, another document dump, uh, because obviously we've put in the request for all of these search warrants. We, again, found out uh, what, what they took off of his actual body. We're hoping to get the full list of what they pulled out of his parents' house, possibly a cell phone, laptop, things like that. Uh, that could come sometime tomorrow or the following
2: day. Thanks so much for filling us in. Brian Enton from News Nation. we appreciate it. KSL Newstime 519, and we have breaking news on KSL. A male minor was arrested today after police say he pointed a gun at four students at the Canyon View High School in Cedar City. Police say this all started yesterday afternoon. He pulled out a gun at around noontime, and then about an hour later, he allegedly assaulted another student. Police say the boy attended the high school at one point, but is no longer registered in the Iron County School District. This is a breaking story. We'll bring you more information as soon as we get details. So stay with us at KSL. It's 520. Right now, we'll get you home. Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes. We're brought to you by Granite Credit Union. And here's the latest from Ricky.
1: Traffic really filling in and slowing down on the 201 going westbound between I-15 and the West Belt. And then again from Bangor Highway out to Magna. Southbound I-15 bogged down in Salt Lake County, South Salt Lake, all the way to Bluffdale. Northbound I-15 a little busy approaching Bangor Highway in Draper. But most of the heavy and slow traffic goes from 33rd South to downtown, and some slowing both east and westbound on I 215 South Belt, headed towards the I 15 junction. Mark?
3: Looks better on SR 36, but much worse on Bangader Highway and Mountain View, both really slowing California Avenue, basically down to 5400 South. And you got another stretch on Bangader slowing down towards 9800 South. That's awful on 2100 North. Lehigh, for some reason, heading from I 15. It's also filling in Pioneer Crossing from I 15 as well. I-15 itself just getting in a little bit of rush hour volume on the southbound side of Pleasant Grove Boulevard. Steve. Both directions of
6: I-15 rolling steady and smooth this afternoon. Got full speeds. Just a smidge of thicker traffic there northbound by the Caseville Ponds in Davis County. Uh, more slowdowns in Weber County. Southbound 89 backed up between Harrison Boulevard and I-84. And some slow-and-go spots on southbound Foothill and Salt Lake between Wakara Way Now and 2030 East. And for Summit County drivers, got the usual slowdowns again today, traveling northbound Highway 224 approaching I-80. Black Diamond Experts, drains, plumbing, electric, heating, and air. Call Black Diamond Experts and ask about the 20% off friends and family for KSL listeners, even on a brand-new furnace, water heater, or generator. Steve Carlson in the KSL Traffic Center.
7: The KSL 7-day forecast starts with more wind tonight ahead of our next storm that will move in early Wednesday morning. It will bring in more snow for the morning commute. It will be 1 to 2 inches in the valleys, but the mountains will get another foot. Scattered snow throughout the day, gradually tapering off by afternoon with a high of 39. Partly cloudy 36 on Thursday. A brush-by-storm Friday morning will bring another dusting of snow and then drier conditions for Saturday into Sunday. Partly cloudy skies with temperatures getting back into the 40s. From the KSL Weather Center. I'm Kevin Newbank.
2: Breezy and 39 in Salt Lake City, your seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news. Only on KSL News Radio. Don't want to
3: yeah. be a
0: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America.